I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Woods, it is amazing because I grew up, and I can't tell you how many times I heard Jerry Coleman's Pennant clinching call in 1984, you know, the dramatic moments of Padres playoff history. And now we have new dramatic moments with Jesse Agler on the microphone. Uh, It was just magical on Saturday night, and Jesse joins us right now on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. I could hear how fun that sounded in your voice there, Jesse, so I don't even need to ask you about it. It It was just amazing. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I think, one of the most special nights any of us have ever had when it relates to this uh, beautifully stupid game of baseball. I mean, it was just, it was everything. I mean, it's it's the kind of thing you dream of as a fan, as a kid, as a player, I think, um, you know, to sort of be able to, to not only advance in the postseason, which, of course, is the point of the whole thing, but, you know, to kind of do it in a way that provided, like, communal catharsis. You know, I mean, to beat that team that way at that time, um, just kind of took it to like three levels beyond what it would have been had it been the Cardinals or the Phillies in that round or whatever. And now, um, you know, you got the whole thing sitting in front of you, so might as well go out and take it. That's exactly right. I, I you know, we opened the show this morning. I was driving in, and you know, not to say I'm not super excited about this series. I, I absolutely am, and I'm getting that pit in my stomach and losing feeling in my extremities and all of the things that come along with playoff baseball, <laughs> uh, Jesse. The the Dodgers series, I. I, I worry for the fans, not so you know, not so much the players. Um, they're able to turn it on, turn it off. They understand the the moment in front of them. But you know, I, I'm imploring our audience and anybody going to the game. You're going to have to be loud. You're going to have to be loud as hell today, like you were uh, against the Dodgers. Those those two games were were nuts. I mean, it was it was as loud as I've ever heard anywhere before. Yeah, no, I've I've never been. I don't think at a baseball game that was that loud. Um, not that I've been to a ton of postseason baseball games in my life, which I guess is unfortunately true for most of us here, but um, it, it was definitely more comparable to like a big college football crowd, yeah. um, you know, that I've been a part of than it was to anything I'd ever experienced before in baseball. And of course, you know, for a big college football crowd, you can have more than twice as many people there, you know, in a lot of instances. So um, it was just incredible. Um, it, it's one of those, you know, I, I, I'm tempted to say you had to be there, but I don't think you did. I think even listening on the radio or watching on television or driving by Petco or, frankly, probably being 10 blocks away, you know, somewhere downtown, you would have gotten a sense of just how um, incredible it was. And, um, you know, that's probably one of those, right, 20 years from now, 
you know, there were 45,000 people in the building, but 20 years from now, there's going to be 100,000 people around San Diego saying they were there that night. You know, I've always operated under the rule that I don't refer to my teams as we, either as a member of media or a fan. I don't, I don't play for the team. I don't work for the team. I just, I've kind of excised it from my vocabulary. However, you talk about, you know, the noise in that environment. I can't, I mean, I think the fans had an impact on that game and, and that series. I mean, it's it was a wee effort. Yeah, the players do the heavy lifting, obviously, but I think fans get some credit for helping lift that team up on Saturday night especially. Oh, there's no question about it, and not just lifting up, you know, one team, but perhaps, you know, making things less comfortable for the other team, which is just as important. And I think if you go back and you rewatch the seventh inning, and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's done that, you know, you, I, I don't want to be overly dramatic and say, like, oh, you can see it in the eyes of the Dodger pitchers, but, like, that, that makes it more difficult for them. You know, it makes it feel as if there really is some sort of momentum boulder starting to pick up steam down the hill um, when the crowd gets louder and louder. There's a walk, there's a hit, there's that bouncer that goes off Freeman's glove, and then Kim's base hit. Like, it gets progressively louder every time. Like, there's no way that that doesn't impact at bare minimum, the heart rate of the guy on the mound. And um, ask anybody, when your heart rate goes up, you have to actively try and calm yourself down. you got to take that deep breath, whatever it is. You have to try and refocus. If you're thinking about refocusing, if you're thinking about your breathing, it means you're not thinking about executing your pitch as much. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's no question to me that all of that stuff um, was happening and that the crowd played a huge role in how that inning unfolded. And then after that, it just turned into one giant wet party, and it was just incredible. <laughs> My fault. Yeah, that's uh, that's amazing, Jesse. How uh, did you get? Did you get a little champagne soaked uh, action? So you know, we we stay on the air for for the bulk of that. Tony goes down to the clubhouse. He's done those great interviews um, where where he is able to hear himself and ask questions in a way that is coherent. And so um, he's, he's in there with the guys, and that's the general part where the champagne is happening. What I've done for the, the celebrations is I've made my way down to the field after. Um, so I've gotten some, like, hugs from people soaked in champagne, but I myself have not um, been in for the champagne spraying, which is just fine. I, 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 try, I try not to get, like, gross as a general rule. So I'm good with that. You know, I stay up in the booth and kind of, you know, toss it down to Tony so we can do our thing post game. Um, and, and he can have all those great interviews. And then I was able to get down to the field, uh, a couple high fives, hugs, that kind of thing. And that's, that's more than good enough for me. I mean, it's just, it's been a really special thing to witness. Um, it's pretty cool. You know, there's already been, uh, three times that there's been bottle popping down there and, uh, Two more to go, and then uh, and then we'll have something incredibly special here. Talking to our pal Jesse Agler here on Ben and Woods uh, this morning, and I wanted to ask you, I, I, you're such a measured person. You have such a uh, a different way of thinking about things. I wanted to get your take on this, all this hubbub now about the the pot, the playoff format, and I you usually have uh, a measured answer that makes me go, "Damn it!" My emotional response was was definitely I, I should I should go back and revisit, but. You have seen, I'm sure, all of the people now upset that the 101-win Mets aren't in it, the 111-win Dodgers aren't in it. Um, who's the other team that's out of it already? Uh, the, the, Braves. The, the Braves are out of it, you know, defending world champions. Your take on that? I, I think it's, um, first of all, I think it's intellectually dishonest because, you, you know, we're not even through this postseason yet. Like, if the Astros go out and win it all, you know, like all the, the, the bitching and moaning about the format feels a little bit silly to me because they're clearly right, the best team in the American League. Um, you know, so like 
so A, we're doing it prematurely. B, one year is not enough data to really understand what's going on here. So like, I think that's the place to start is that it's intellectually dishonest. I think it's also kind of petty in the moment, but I understand you got to get clicks. You got to fill your talk radio airwaves. So like, I, I get why it's a topic. I just don't think it's like particularly uh, uh, an impressive way to talk about it, I guess. Yeah. Um, valid. You know, beyond, yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I'm not saying it's invalid, but I'm certainly not saying it's valid. Like we need a couple of years of this format, I think, to have a, a better understanding of what it does. But like beyond that, so like let's use the Dodgers as the example. Like, okay, you, you don't like it because you had the layoff. So you don't want to try and win 111 games. You would have preferred to be, you know, battling right. it out to the very end of the season. Well, hold on a sec. That's what happened last year. And they won 106 games, but they finished in second place and they had to play in the wild card and they had to play in that division series and went five games against the Giants. And then I believe the narrative last year was, well, the Dodgers are so beat up that they can't beat the Braves. Um, remember in the NLCS because they had to do the wild card game and they had to do the best of five against the Giants and Everybody, I feel like, was saying, well, if they would have run away with their division, they wouldn't have had to do that. Well, that's what they did this year. So that's just like one example of, well, which is it? You know, would you prefer, like, okay, so if we're going to say the magic number is 88 games or thereabouts, which is where the Padres and Phillies both are, 89 and 87, last year the Braves at 88, okay, you know, if you want to start to make that argument, you, you can aim for 88, go ahead and try that, see how it works out in the regular season. It, it's just, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of putting the, the cart after the horse or whatever, you know, like, what are we doing here? Like you're going about it backwards in the way you're talking about it. Um, and again, it's, it's been not even one full post season. So it, it feels weird to me that we're already jumping all over it. Um, I, I don't think it's legitimate to say that the Padres beat the Dodgers because the Dodgers had a layoff in the same way that I don't think it's all that legitimate to blame the playoff format last year for the Dodgers losing. The, the reality of baseball is, and Dave Roberts, I thought, put this really, really well before game four. He goes, look, we've had about the same number of hits. We've had about the same number of home runs as they have series. This isn't about being rusty. Their hits have just come at a better time. Yeah. And we have all watched enough baseball in our lives to know. Sometimes, for whatever weird reason, a team goes ice cold with runners in scoring position. We saw it multiple times with the Padres this year. And sometimes there's just nothing you can do but wait it out. And you know what? When that happens to occur during a best-of-five series, that stinks. But that's it. And that's, that's not the format's fault. That's the, you know, you give credit to the opposing pitchers. You give blame to the fact, you know, that sort of baseball has that variance to it. And that's, that's sort of just how it works out sometimes. And, again, I think to, to blame the format is, I'll go back to what I said at the beginning, I think it's especially now not even one full postseason into this format, I, I think it's a dishonest argument. I laugh because what do you even want? You never want the favorite team to be upset in the right. playoffs? Just chalk why, why are we even playing why them play? then? This, <laughs> by the way, does, does this ever happen in other sports? Like, I mean, I, like, I think back, you know, like I, I grew up a, a Giants fan, football Giants. And like when they beat the Patriots in 07 in the Super Bowl, I don't remember the national media being like upset that Tom Brady lost because his team was better and they hadn't lost a game all year. Right. It was a great story. It was an underdog story. Like in other sports, I feel like we celebrate this stuff so much. And then in baseball, you know, it's always like, oh, we got to find a reason to blame it. And I, and I think, you know, in, in a way like baseball fans and, and some media, like their brains are broken because we're so used to the well, 162 games is a marathon and not a sprint. And you really find out who the best teams are like, OK, sure. But that's not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking about a best of five and a best of seven. And by the way, a best of seven is just about as volatile as a best of five. It's no not doubt. like you're going to figure out the best team every time in a best of seven. I, there was an article, and I think we've talked about this, 
you know, somebody did a, a thing last year where basically to get the same level of predictability that the NBA has in their best of sevens. Because in basketball, usually, right, the better team does win in the best of seven because there's so much less volatility. There's so fewer variables. There's only five guys. A superstar or two or three can completely take over. And and the study was if if you had the same level of predictability in a baseball series postseason as you did in the NBA, you would have to play like a best of 77. I mean, that's just how baseball is. It's not going to be the best team every time in a best of five, a best of seven, a best of nine, or a best of 11. And so we know this. And and to like start acting like this is a new thing all of a sudden is crazy. I mean, the 1960 World Series, if Twitter would have existed, people would be upset because, well, the Yankees are a much better team than the Pirates. Yeah. Well, sure, but the Pirates won four games and the <laughs> Yankees won three, and they get the trophy. Like, this isn't new. And I, it, it's so crazy to me that it becomes a thing every couple of years just because some really good team loses. It happens all the time. All the time. By the way, I'll take Tom Brady and the Patriots in a best of three Super Bowl series down one nothing to the Giants yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. I'll still take exactly, that one exactly. right now. Jesse, uh, quickly on this series, a different dynamic, obviously. The Padres aren't the, the massive underdogs. Neither are the Phillies. Do you think it affects? Yeah. How do you think it affects this series? It's, it's a fun question to kick around, and I don't know that I necessarily know. Um, but you're right. I mean, both teams have had, like, really sort of parallel paths to this moment. And, you know, when you're facing each other, you can no longer be parallel. I guess you become more perpendicular, and the train tracks kind of start to head at one another. And um, it'll be fascinating to watch that unfold because you're right. Uh, the way these two teams have sort of operated, I don't even want to say under the radar, but, you know, with differing expectations maybe than the teams they were facing, um, that does change the dynamic in this series. I, I sort of like it that they're both in the exact same spot. Maybe that cancels out. Maybe one team handles it better than the other. We'll find out. But look, there's no question it's it's totally different than for the Padres, the Mets series, and the Dodgers series, and it's totally different for the Phils and their series against St. Louis and Atlanta. I'm just glad perpendicular is not the incorporator word. Too easy. You already got that too one today. Yeah, much easy. too easy. We're going to go more difficult than that. Jesse, uh, here is the voicemail with the vocabulary word that you need to work into tonight's game. My name's Dakota. Um, the word is plenipotentiary. It's like a diplomat that you give complete power to and they're like making uh, treaties for you on your behalf across other countries. See if Jesse can do that one. Plen- Plen- plenipotentiary. Yeah, it's a, it's I've a... actually heard of that word. This is, this is maybe the second time all year I've actually heard of the word before. <laughs> of course you have. Of course you have, yes. A, a plenipotentiary is, is a diplomat invested with the full power of independent action on behalf of a government typically in a foreign country. Plenipotentiary. Uh, if you go back, read, read your John Adams. That, that word comes up a lot. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It doesn't come a lot, a lot in a baseball broadcast, though, and that... <laughs> Is your challenge tonight, sir? Game one of the NLCS. I love it. All right, I need a uh, Jesse Agler butt pinch before the game because I think I did it last game. We won. You know how superstitious. Wait, who pinches who? I pinch him. <laughs> Obviously. Are you kidding? Obviously. Obviously. Yes. Obviously. You think he's going to pinch Sorry. My butt? Sorry about him, Jesse. I really he likes it. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's, that's a pretty easy one to figure right. out. Yeah, it's easy. You know what? Yeah. Make sure you have, have fun tonight, Jesse, yeah, fun. and just call a win. That's all that's I ask. It. No big deal. Uh, I, I would say also have fun to everybody. Let's make that place loud again. Let's get it. And uh, if you can't be there, 97.3 The Fan. That's exactly Outstanding. Right. Jesse exactly Agler right. on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 